Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Alex Wilson, and today, the first day of the legal tampering period was a little bit slow for our New York Giants. They didn't do too much. They re-signed a couple players here. They did pick up some quality depth on the defensive line, but no big-time signings. Most of the big-name players that Giants fans really wanted got signed by other teams. However, there's still a lot of talent still left on the board on the open market for the Giants to sign. They're being patient, and I think that they're doing the right thing because you don't want to go into the first day of free agency, throw out a lot of big-time contracts, start shopping while you're hungry. That's where the Giants might force themselves to make some mistakes and honestly it looks like some teams today might have overpaid for some talent got a little excited but there was some big deals that were uh, signed today that we want to react to and just do a recap round up all of the New York Giants news on the first day of the legal tampering period so we're gonna go ahead and do that right now but without further ado Alex how are you doing today my friend and what are your thoughts on the first day of free agency well, the Giants haven't made any big splash moves, but a couple linebackers have already been plucked off the board. Now, if you aren't aware, TJ Edwards, one of the guys the Giants you know, were supposedly interested in, um, signed a $6.5 million per season deal, and then you have Tremaine Edmonds go to the Bears as well on an $18 million deal. I don't understand how the how the hell they came up with that differential in yearly salaries, and he got $50 million guaranteed, so it was a four-year $72 million deal, I believe. $18 million per season for Tremaine Edmonds. You can miss me with that. Not going to go down that road. I had no idea he was going to be that expensive. The Bears obviously see him as a key point. He's only had one good season, and he's played next to an all-pro in Matt Milano, which certainly makes him look a lot better. So I'm curious if he can be that number one guy alongside TJ Edwards or maybe just like a 1A, 1B scenario. But, you know, they went all out to fix that linebacker position after trading Roquan Smith. They turned Roquan Smith into two guys and a second-round pick, which certainly isn't a bad move, um, as Anthony kind of mentioned before we started here, but I'll tell you what, the Giants haven't made any big moves. We've been really been taking care of our own. Matt Breda just signed a deal worth up to, I think, $2.3 million. We re-signed Wyatt Davis, um, you know, brought back some guys that, you know, aren't really anything special, just some depth guys. I know Casey Kreider, our long snapper, and Jamie Gillen, our punter. Some people are on the fence about that, but, you know, it's kind of... Um, lower-level signings, lower-level retentions. The only free agent we did acquire um, was Rakim Nunez-Roche, and he's a pretty decent player. You know, this is a guy who's a rotational defensive tackle. He's going to help, you know, keep things a little bit easier for Dexter Lawrence. We had a, a really big uh, depth issue in 2022. The second Dexter Lawrence will come off the field, we just had nobody that could stop the run. Justin Ellis was not cutting it. So Rakim Nunez-Roche, three-year deal and out after the second season. Not a, not a bad acquisition at all. He flashed during their Super Bowl run a couple years ago last season. He had 33 uh, tackles three quarterback hits, and two sacks. Only 29 years old. He played in all 17 games last year and started in 10. So good player there. But what are your thoughts about him, um, you know, kind of as a, as a signing? A lot of people are like, come on, Joe Shane, like do something. But let me give you a piece of advice, guys. Remember all those times we made big free agent splashes? How many wins did they re did they actually result in? How many, like, scenarios did we walk away after free agency where we were like, oh, yeah, like this is definitely what we need to be doing is spending big. Let me remind you, last offseason, we barely did anything and we had the best season we've had since 2016 so having big free agency spending sprees does not equal success it does not equal wins in fact i would say you know 
not going $18 million deep a year for Tremaine Edmonds is a really good move. Finding some good quality pieces without overspending. Joe Shane is ha probably has a hard line for a lot of different players. I don't want to spend this much for this guy. I don't want to go over this amount for that guy. You don't need to spend too much right now. The Giants aren't in a place where the roster is strong enough to be a, a Super Bowl caliber team just yet. But keep drafting. Keep building out your team with your draft selections. We have 11 picks this year. You know, set the stage with that. Get some decent good players on reasonable contracts tracks that can compete, some good starters, maybe a linebacker, maybe a depth, um, another CB2 um, in free agency. You can spend a little bit of money, but no no reason to blow things up right now when we're just getting our cap situation healthy, just to put it in a situation where we're not going to be healthy again for a couple of years. What are your thoughts so far on what they're doing, Anthony? What are your thoughts about Rakeem? Yeah, so my thoughts on what they're doing is I think that they're playing it safe. They're playing it the right way. I mean, we've heard Joe Shane say it a million times. He believes in building through the draft. And for years, we've been begging the Giants to build through the draft. And then they, of course, go into the offseason many years under Dave Gettleman. Jerry Reese as well had the same problem. Go into free agency after a successful season. Think that you can double down, sign a bunch of big contracts, and basically mortgage your future to try and win now. And it's never worked out for us. But right now, the Giants aren't doing that. They're not trying to mortgage their future. They're still trying to be frugal with their spending be careful about it so that they do have the money to sign players like Dexter Lawrence coming up, Andrew Thomas coming up. And to that same token, speaking of Dexter Lawrence, that man's about to get paid. If you saw some of these contracts that were handed out today, Alex, you have two huge deals for defensive linemen in our division. There's a deal for Darren Payne, $90 million deal with $60 million guaranteed. And then you also have Javon Hargrave of Philadelphia getting an $84 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed at signing with the San Francisco 49ers. So some big time players from our division, one staying, one going, but they just got paid and they do play the same position as Dexter Lawrence. So that defensive tackle market, it kind of got reset today. So that's something to keep in mind, something to keep an eye on if you're a New York Giants fan, knowing that Dexter Lawrence coming off of that immaculate all-pro season that he just had, second team all-pro, he was an absolute monster and he's going to get paid like it, whether that be sometime this offseason on an early extension or if he does go into the regular season and get an extension. No matter what, the deal is coming. Joe Shane has already said that publicly. He actually said that the other day in a presser and uh, he's basically made it clear that the Giants don't want to tie up too much money this offseason because they believe in retaining in-house talent. So they want to make sure that there's some room to retain guys like Dexter Lawrence, like Andrew Thomas. And also speaking of Andrew Thomas, there were some big time tackle contracts that were put there out there today too, Alex. I mean, you got Jawan Taylor, who's going to get $80 million. Mike McGlinchey just got paid like he's the greatest tackle to ever grace the earth. Andrew Thomas is about to get paid like that as well. So again, two positions that the Giants didn't necessarily sign anyone at. It's not like they went out there and they did anything a tackle or defensive tackle. I mean, they got um, Nunez Roche, but, and I'll get into that in a second, but just taking a look at the Giants here, they didn't do a lot, but a lot was done to them, <laughs> okay? Because these two contracts that they have coming up with Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence, those are much more expensive contracts now with the offensive tackle and defensive tackle positions getting reset by the market today. So I just think that's something really interesting to take note of. Alex, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that, but first I will say that I do like uh, Rakeem Nunez Roche because when you look at what the Giants really needed this last season. Okay, so they play a 3-4 defense, right, Alex? It was Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, and who even was the third down lineman? 
I don't even remember, dude. It was DJ no one Davidson, of significance. Justin Ellis. Yeah, it was this. It was this weird rotation of guys who just weren't worth it. Okay, they just weren't very good players. But what you have here with Raheem Nunez Roche is a very solid two-down defensive lineman who can stop the run. The Giants' biggest weakness last season was stopping the run. They were unable to do it. They got ran all over by the Philadelphia Eagles in all three of those meetings with Philadelphia. They had to go out there and get some run stuffers, someone on those early downs who can just plug the middle of the field, play that. Damon Snacks Harrison role, if you remember as Giants fans. So I like this signing. Low cost, low long, uh, short-term deal for a very good player who just makes an impact against the run. That's exactly what the Giants needed. We knew that they were going to be looking for depth on the defensive line. And I do think that they got a solid two-down starter here to play alongside Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams. So I do really like that signing. I know some Giants fans are a little underwhelmed because they wanted to see the team go out there, spend big money on a Tremaine Edmonds or go after a guy like TJ Edwards. It didn't work out, but guys, there's still a lot of linebacker talent on the open market. Eric Kendricks is a veteran option, Bobby Wagner as well. And then there's still guys like David Long, Drew Tranquil, a lot of linebacker talent that the Giants will likely be interested in and targeting over the next couple of days. But right now, today, it seems like they're not going to get a whole lot of new signings done, more looking at in-house players. And again, Alex, when you take a look at some of our in-house players that didn't get signed today, but are going to be getting signed to extensions real soon, what are your thoughts on the impact of some of these contracts today, resetting the offensive and defensive tackle markets for Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence? I mean, look, Dexter Lawrence is going to get 100 million um, over a couple of years. Obviously, he's looking at maybe 25 million per season. Look at Deron Payne getting what 22 and a half. So, you know, Dexter Lawrence is going to get paid, my friends. And for what it's worth, he's worth every freaking penny. I mean, the guy is irreplaceable. He's one of the best defensive tackles in the league, and he showed last year that he's only getting better. So, when it comes to Big Dexy, um, got to maintain him. He's one of those guys you 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 keep around. He is a staple. And look, the Giants need to draft well. They're keeping a lot of their own. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence. They're going to make some signings, but the reality is simple. They need their draft picks to pan out. If they're going to pay their guys, Xavier McKinney coming up, obviously Dexter, as we mentioned, and Andrew Thomas, if we're going to pay our own guys, we need our draft picks to pan out because if they do not and they struggle and whatever might happens with them and they don't offer the amount of value we're spending on them and the capital we're spending on them to acquire them in the first place, this team is going to have a lot of weaknesses. So if we have, you know, retain our own guys, maintain the culture, um, and then draft well, this team is going to be great. The problem is we don't know how this draft class last year is going to pan out. Wandell ACL tear, DJ Davidson ACL tear, Darian Beavers ACL tear, Marcus McKethan ACL tear. Half of the freaking class had ACL tears. We need this upcoming draft class to be successful, and we need last year's to get healthy and contribute in 2023. That's the primary thing. So when you're talking about the big contract, the big numbers coming out for offensive tackles and whatnot, am I freaked out by it? Not really because we don't have to go out and find guys on the free agent market. We already have guys that are great. Uh, no matter what, you're going to have to pay for elite-level talent. The Giants have two elite-level talents in Andrew Thomas and Dexter Lawrence, and you, you, pay, you pay those guys because you know what they have, you know what they are, you know what they bring to the locker room, they know your system, and that familiarity is irreplaceable. Um, and it's unparalleled. So, you know, you pay guys like that, you keep your own, and you draft well, and you find good value signings um, when there's a lot of supply, right? Linebacker, there's a lot of supply. Yes, TJ Edwards is gone. Yes, Tremaine Edmonds is gone. Yes, Alex Anzalone is gone. And, um, you know, there's a couple there's a couple other that's signed as well. But don't forget, you still got Eric Kendrick, still got Bobby Wagner, still got David Long on the board. Jermaine Pratt's also gone. So you still got a couple big names there. And the fact of the matter is once the big guys, the, the teams that really wanted to go out and sign these linebackers um, have 
you know, made their deals, made their splash contract deals. You look at Bobby Wagner, he made $10 million on average with the deal he signed with the Rams. He's not going to get any more than that. You know what I mean? There's, there's no, even though they reset the market, he's not going to get any more than that now because he is what, 30 years, 32 years old, getting older. I think that he probably comes in around nine, $8 million, which is totally reasonable uh, for the Giants if they wanted to go that direction. I think they make one decent level signing, one signing in the eight to $10 million range. And then I think they plug the rest of their holes, the rest of the raw um, needs with you know kind of cheaper more efficient deals players that maybe are undervalued and they kind of uh you know situate a lot of other weaknesses through the draft that's kind of how i see this going i think it's going to be a massive free agency and i think that's okay because what we've seen in the past is like making big free agent signings is fun and it's exciting in the moment and yeah we got kenny galladay yeah we got um damon snacks harrison yeah we got olivier Vernon. remember all those those great times they didn't amount to anything so i'd rather take a different approach you know save our money a little bit right now play a really successful cap strategy keep it healthy and that way we have more flexibility because in the past, in like last offseason, we had no flexibility and we had to rebuild around that. And we still managed to make the playoffs. So I trust what Joe Shane is doing. Don't freak out if we're not making any big signings on day one. The market's being set. And then we're going to figure out exactly how much we have to spend and who is in our price range. I think that's a totally fair uh, strategy. Don't overpay. Don't be too aggressive. There's no need to do that right now. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think that the Giants being careful while also today taking a look at some of their in-house talent, Alex, one of the players that they re-signed that I really like is Matt Breda. I think he's a great compliment to Saquon Barkley. Of course, Saquon Barkley, we believe that his future is pretty certain, but there is a little bit of a mixture of uncertainty there, right? Because playing on the franchise tag, who knows what comes of that? Does he get the extension this offseason? Does he have to wait till next year? I don't know. But with Saquon Barkley sitting on the franchise tag, I like the fact that the Giants are still going out there, re-signing some running back talent, at least getting a complimentary second running back behind Saquon Barkley. I like Matt Braid. I think he's a good player. He's got that familiarity with Brian Dable. He was coached by him in 2021 with the Buffalo Bills, and now this past season, I thought that he looked really good at times. Like, I thought Braid looked like a very solid running back. I mean, I, I know that he's not your every down starter, and you don't want him to be, but he probably could be. Like, he's a good player, so having him as that compliment, that second back in the backfield for Saquon Barkley, I love that, and it was a cheap deal. They did give him a pay raise last year. He got the minimum salary this year he's got a deal with incentives up to worth up to 2.3 million dollars but again low cost deal for Matt Breda a good player that's another signing that I like and I think the Giants are doing the right thing here not overspending on some of those guys like Tremaine Edmonds just going and finding the talent where they need it for the right price and that's what happened with Matt Breda they are bringing back Jamie Gillen though Alex and I want to hear your thoughts on that because I know a lot of Giants fans on Twitter mixed reviews on that one he was an inconsistent punter for the Giants last season but he does have a leg. He's a Scottish hammer. He can boot it far. His accuracy, though, maybe a little bit inconsistent. I mean, he's got to improve next year, but they did sign him to a two-year deal. Seems like it's pretty low guaranteed money. Maybe they can get out of it after one year if they decide Jamie Gillen isn't really the move. But keep in mind, he is also the placeholder. Him, Casey Kreider, who was also re-signed today, our long snapper, and Graham Gano, they're all good friends. They have good chemistry together. I do like the fact that they're all brought uh, back together this next season. But Alex, what are your thoughts on a couple of these in-house signings that the Giants made? Matt Breda specifically, and then of course, Jamie Gillen. I know in the past, you've expressed that maybe the Giants should look to move on and grab a new punter, but Gillen re-signed, Breda re-signed, and of course, Casey Kreider re-signed. What are your thoughts on those re-signings from the Giants? I mean, it's fine. It's not going to, like, you know, change my opinion. I still think that they should draft um, 
a running back in the mid to late rounds, I still think that should be on the books. So they need someone kind of like a speedster, a little bit more of a shifty guy, maybe a pass catching one. I like Matt Brett. I think he's a, a pretty solid back. Good compliment to Saquon Barkley. But this draft is so deep in running backs, they should really think about taking one, even if it means Matt Brett gets the axe, unfortunately. And I like Bretta, but I think that he's nothing crazy. He's nothing special. He's not going to be um, like a standout running back at the NFL level. Maybe get someone that fits our scheme, what we need a little bit more. Um, so I think that that could be something that's in the cards. But, you know, the really what it comes when it comes down to it, retaining our own guys is about building culture. You know what I mean? It's about showing loyalty to players. It's about showing that we give a crap about them, and it's not just talk. It's not just, you know, we want to keep guys that are captains. We want to keep guys that are impactful. We want to keep guys that are young and developing and growing. I think that it, sh- it says a lot about our team and that we, we, do, we do business in good faith. You know what I mean? Dave Gettleman did a lot of business in bad faith. How many players have come out and said that he was a snake in free agency and just screwed them? You know, I know Josh Norman did it. Um, Jonathan Stewart said stuff about him. A lot of players had a lot to say about Dave Gettleman, but I think Joe Shane wants to do right by the players. And I'll tell you what, how many times have we seen like, eh, like okay players play above their expectations on this Giants team last year because the Giants had faith in them and they and they gave them the opportunity and they weren't ready to write them off and it's all about coaching if a player has talent and you know they can get something done you have to find ways to get get it out of them you know what I mean that's why Brian Dable and this coaching staff did so well last year they got a lot out of players that shouldn't have even been on NFL teams because the coaching staff on other teams aren't good that doesn't mean the Giants don't need significant upgrades because they do don't get me wrong what I'm trying to say is the Giants are also just playing it smart they know that spending big right now is not going to make them a Super Bowl contender, going out and getting the top linebacker and spending 18 mil on Tremaine Edmonds, not going to make them a Super Bowl contending team. You know, going out and doing this and that isn't going to do anything if you don't have a foundation built. We still need massive depth um, additions to the cornerback unit. We still need massive, we need two starting linebackers and some depth linebackers. I, you know, I like Darren Beavers coming off of ACL tear. Who knows what he's going to be like? Mike McFadden wasn't that exciting last year. I'd bring back Jalen Smith on a minimum deal just to be a backup. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, this team needs more depth defensive tackle. Obviously, we signed someone, but we could use some more support there with DJ Davidson getting the ACL injury. We need we need literally an overhaul of the wide receiver unit. We could use another starter or two in the offensive line. You know, we have center we have to worry about now that Nick Gates went and got a big $16 million deal over three years. Shout out to Nick Gates for getting that contract. Really, really happy for him. But that's a lot of money, and I'm happy the Giants didn't bend over for that because I wouldn't have wanted to spend that much money um, on, on Nick Gates. But ultimately, I'm happy he got paid because he definitely deserved it coming back from the injury but you know this team is taking smart a smart approach they're not overspending they're not jumping the gun they're seeing what comes to them they're not going out and chasing and chasing and chasing because the second the Giants show that they want things the show that they need things that's when the prices are going to start to go up the Giants can wait to see who shakes out you know if, if there's specific players that are asking for more than they're worth and teams aren't buying it the Giants may be able to slip in and find a reasonable deal uh, when players are asking for too much and they're like all right let's let's find a good median then so I think right now I'm happy with the approach. Don't have to blow things up right now. Don't have to get too like overly um, sensationalized about these different topics. Guys, if you want the Giants to make moves, I do too. But the reality is like it's just because we want something entertaining and exciting to happen. It's not because it's for the best interest of the Giants and what their future plans are. Again, it's always going to be about the draft. Yes, Joe Shane did say that he's like he he they don't have to settle for minimum players anymore. But minimum players are like one one point two million dollars. We're looking at like the two to four 
four million dollar ranges as, as like players that aren't minimum. Look what the Bills did, right? The Bills ultimately pay their own guys. That's what you know they're able to sustain success because they keep the locker room happy. They keep everybody kind of you know showing the loyalty to everybody. Um, and I think that they bring in a few free agents every now and then where they need to solve, uh, you know, holes and, and fix kind of problems. But their drafting has been excellent. And, like, you know, you get Gabe Davis. You get an offensive line. They've done a really good job drafting, and that's made the big difference for them. So it's going to be the same way for the Giants. I mean, look at the Chiefs. Like, without Patrick Mahomes, that team is nothing. You know what I mean? They're, they're nothing. And that's, that's the reality of the situation. They drafted Patrick Mahomes. You know, look at all the great teams in the NFL. How many times do you really fix – teams and, and make them elite through free agency i mean the only other the only team that really had a, a very short stint of success with the los angeles rams they they spent heavy to win that super bowl and look at them now they're crumbling at the seams they can't even feel the team next year basically and matthew stafford's elbow shot so you know they they cashed in for the super bowl but they're going to be done for a long time they're not going to be able to rebuild this that team is going to be screwed for the next two or three years look at arizona you know they gave uh you know kyler murray that big contract prematurely they went and they spent some money on guys like DeAndre Hopkins. They spent big money in free agency to acquire a couple guys and they ended up blowing up in their faces. And the same thing happened to the Giants twice, mind you. We watched them go through this twice. They spent big in free agency in 2016 and they spent big in free agency two years ago with Kenny Galladay and a couple other big names, Adoree Jackson. Um, and I love Adoree and I think he's an asset for us, but ultimately free agency doesn't win football games for you. The draft does, and that's what the Giants are focusing, and I'm 100% behind them for that, but I do still think they should make one decent signing at the linebacker position to help us out there. Um, I think that kind of wraps up my my entire rant. <laughs> it was a good rant, though, and I agree with a lot of what you said, but I will say that I do kind of agree with a lot of the fans who are looking at some of these value contracts being signed and wondering why maybe the Giants aren't getting involved in those. While you were speaking, Alex, I got a little heartbroken. One of the players that I really wanted the Giants yep. to sign was David Long Jr. of the Damn. Tennessee Titans, uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. He's going to the Dolphins two years, $11 million. That is a phenomenal deal, and that's what I'm talking about. There are some deals that are of great value for the Giants that they're not capitalizing on. They totally could have thrown their hat in the ring, given him two years, $12 million. How are you upset if you give a guy like David Long six million dollars per season over two years i mean what a deal for the dolphins who are having a great uh off season they just picked up two phenomenal defenders david long jr of course jalen ramsey trade good for the dolphins not so good for the giants as that linebacking uh free agency market just continues to get thinner and thinner again i agree with you the giants need to be careful with their spending however some of these value deals i'd really like to see the giants get involved in a guy like david long made so much sense for this team it's unfortunate to say that he won't be signing with the new york giants however again there are plenty of more opportunities for the giants to go out there and make some moves Another thing that I want to hit on, Alex, before we wrap this up is the wide receiver market. Now, that's the slowest moving market so far. No wide receivers so far today have been signed. None of them. Literally all of them have just been sitting on the open market. No Jacoby Myers, no McCole Hardman, no Paris Campbell, no Odell Beckham Jr., no Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, DJ, DJ Chark. There's a lot of receiving talent. Now, it's not a lot of great receiving talent. There's no number one receivers out there, but there are a lot of players out there, and none of them are getting signed. Slow moving market. When do the Giants pounce, right? Do they wait a couple more days, wait for the teams to realize like, hey, these guys aren't getting signed. We can wait for their contract demands to just drop and drop and drop. And who do they target in this case? I saw that they are interested in a couple players. They apparently have their eyes on Cole Beasley. They have some interest in Paris Campbell. We flo floated that idea out on this channel a few times. Really like Paris Campbell for the Giants, but we'll see exactly what the Giants do. However, that market moving so slowly, Alex, is probably a really good thing for the Giants. Don't you agree? Because when you look at it, sometimes there will be a rush and everyone wants to go ahead 
sign wide receivers and then bidding wars, price gets driven up, and then it becomes really tough to get the player that you want on a good deal. But this first day, zero wide receivers signed so far as we're recording this at 6.42 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a slow-moving market. The Giants are going to have some opportunities to probably bargain bin hunt and get some really good value at the wide receiver position. Another thing that I'll bring up, though, Alex, I'm curious to get your take on, the Giants are apparently are interested in maybe making another run, a second run, for Jerry Judy. It was reported that they were, in fact, really deep in pursuit of Judy at the trade deadline. Price was too high, but now a full another half of a season uh, under his belt. The contract is now even cheaper to take on. Maybe the Giants could go out there, take a flyer on Judy. He's got a connection to Brian Dable. Brian Dable was on the Alabama uh, Alabama's coaching staff when um, Judy was over there in college. Could make sense for the Giants if they want to take a chance on Judy. So, I guess, what are your thoughts on the wide receiver market, how slowly it's moving, what that means for the Giants, and would you like to see them maybe make a trade for a guy like Jerry Judy before free agency wraps up? I mean, to start off, you know, first thing first, David Long, $5.5 million per year over two years is an absolute steal. Steal. I wish the Giants would have done that. Um, that one definitely stings a little bit. I, I Like, again... I get what the Giants are doing, uh, but 5.5 mil f- per year for David Long, that was a good deal for the Dolphins. The Dolphins are making a run. If they, if Tua can stay healthy, which is very unlikely, they're going to have a very good team. You know, David Long, Jalen Ramsey, Ramsey adding in the last two days is certainly uh, quite amazing for them. Um, you know, I don't, I know they don't have a first round pick this year, but certainly, uh, they, they definitely have a lot of assets to work with in 2023. The giants, however, are waiting patiently for this linebacker market to kind of unfold here. I don't really know what they're going to do, but you know, we have to hope they have a good plan. Obviously like the main guys off the board, Jermaine Edmonds, Jermaine Pratt, Alex Enzalone, TJ Edwards, David Long, still got Bobby Wagner and a couple of good players on the board there. So we'll see if the giants manage to scoop up any of those guys, but missed that on the top ones that people were hoping for. Uh, but the wide receiver market is going slow, yes, mainly because I don't think anyone really wants to reset the market because the the unit is very weak in free agency. You know, you're talking about the top guys being Darius Slayton. You know, you're talking about McCall Hardman, who's going to get paid. McCall Hardman's going to get freaking paid because – and OBJ too because of how thin the market is. If I'm the Giants and I'm Joe Shane – I don't think I'm buying high on any of these guys. You know, you're going to have to overpay. Somebody is overpaying for the top wide receivers in the market, and the Giants shouldn't be one of them. I know people want OBJ back. I know people want Hardman and a couple guys. But if, you, if you're going to overpay for those guys, you have to understand that there's a massive risk with them. I mean, McCole Hardman's like a pretty solid player. You know, I know he had the hamstring injury and missed the Super Bowl. But um, on, a new, on a team that really focuses on him and gives him a, a featured role, he's going to be very good. But at like 18, 20 mil per year, I don't think so. I mean, look at what Christian Kirk got last season. Um, so, you know, guys like Hardman could get up there in the 15 to $20 million per year range. OBJ is going to be up in that range probably too. It's a huge risk if you're the Giants. I don't think they want to take that risk. I think they'd rather draft uh, players. And, 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 you know, pay them a lot less and maybe get some value guys that can plug holes. But it's certainly going to be interesting. This is a really uh, tough free agency class for a couple of these positions. But, you know, we'll see how the Giants select to invest their money. And right now it seems like they're not willing to overpay. And But although David Long, that was a good deal. I, I don't really know why they weren't more interested in that one. Yeah, I thought that was a good deal. I thought that TJ Edwards deal was also a pretty solid deal. There's been some opportunities. We've seen some contracts today that if it was the Giants making those signings, we'd definitely be celebrating. However, it's not the Giants making those signings. So a lot of fans are starting to lose a little bit of faith, but I think that's really premature. There's a lot of time. I mean, free agency doesn't even officially open until Wednesday. This is just the legal tampering period. Some of those guys might be waiting till Wednesday. Maybe they don't want to get involved. Maybe they're on vacation. A lot of players go on vacation this time of year. So you got to keep that in mind as well. The Giants are going to be patient here. And I think that they 
they should be. Still, a lot of solid linebackers to go in free agency. The Giants will undoubtedly sign someone. They'll be looking at the cornerbacks. That's also a slow-moving market. We haven't seen too many players get signed at that position. Wide receiver as well. The positions that are really moving are on the defensive line and at the tight end spot. Now, that's something that we'll have to monitor because apparently the Giants had some interest in Dalton Schultz earlier last week. We'll see if maybe they circle back around to that or try to look at the tight end market, but that price is being driven up. Some trades there, John Smith today, but I'm curious to see. We've heard a lot about the Giants poking around that I saw that phrase today the Giants were poking around according to a report on the on the veteran wide receiver trade market we'll see man maybe there's some traction there the Giants could get creative Giants fans might sit here be real pouty get really upset because the Giants aren't signing any players well then they make some blockbuster trade tomorrow afternoon and everybody's happy right so let's see let's just be patient again it's early it's only the first day of the legal tampering period some of these trades won't even get even discussed until Wednesday because they can't be officially processed until after Wednesday so you got to be patient Giants fans but of course, anything that the Giants do, we will be updating you on right here on Fireside Giants. So make sure to subscribe to the channel if you're new and ring the bell so you don't miss an upload. Please leave a like if you did enjoy this episode and comment your thoughts on day one of free agency down below. We'll catch you all on the next one. Have a good one and let's go Giants.